Cause we got the alternative energy right. free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Hello and welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show Bringing you anti-nukes and peace news from Australia and around the world On this week's show we'll feature discussions with Senji a Japanese monk of the Buddhist Nipponzen Mahoji order, who Jem and I, our radio co-producer, met in the United States in May 2015. The recordings uh, were taken on Bainbridge Island, Peace Pagoda, and at the Kitsap Bangor Navy Base near Seattle in the northwest of the U.S., We stayed at the Peace Pagoda for a few days, which was surrounded by luscious forests on an anti-nukes learning road trip. The discussions with Senji cover a broad range of topics from the beginnings of the Peace Pagoda and Ground Zero, a peace organisation based in the northwest, to some of the characters who've been involved there over the years, including ex-CIA agents and ex-submarine captains. We also hear Senji's reflections on US-Japanese relations after the Second World War and the influence of religion in the peace movements of both countries. Over to Senji. Uh, my name is uh, Kanaeda Senji. Uh, the first name is Senji. I'm, um, I'm a Japanese Buddhist monk. I belong to the Nipponza Myohoji, a Buddhist order. And then I live in the United States from 2003. It's currently the 12 years past. Mm. So um, the, the, loca- uh, the base uh, for me is uh, uh, Bainbridge Island uh, uh, near Seattle. Washington State in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, in uh, the long time, um, our Buddhist order have a, a strong uh, focus to build a peace pagoda for and in all over the world. And the peace pagoda is uh, the Buddha's lyrics is inside, and then shrine the Buddha lyrics and praying for world peace. And uh, also symbol of also the like a kind of acupuncture for the earth. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Mm. wounded uh, ours and uh, we try to you know uh, heal it but mm. so um uh, we supposed to build a peace pagoda in the uh, first peace pagoda in west coast and also pacific ocean uh, shoreline in the american continent so and uh, that's a uh, location is uh, very next to the uh, the Bangor uh, US submarine base and uh, navy base and that is a most constant concentration place of the uh, nuclear warhead mm. in all over the world. More than 20, uh, 2,000 uh, uh, nuclear weapons is in size. You've been hearing from Kanaida Senji, a Nipponzen Mahoji monk who we were lucky enough to meet in May 2015 at his home on the Peace Pagoda in Bainbridge Island, which was formerly at the Navy base and will soon be rebuilt there. We asked Senji how the Peace Pagoda came to be built at the Bangor Submarine Navy base. Here's the story. And then the monk decided to come here for somehow, you know, he wants to join it. And then, the, you know, uh, many peace activists, uh, center is probably 
Catholic and also another Christian people. And then also their policies are non-violence and following the Mahatma Gandhi's uh, way, you know. So they were here and then, the, you know, just a young monk, Suzuki, he came here and he was just chanting and beating drums. And then the people, uh, you know, at first he doesn't, people don't understand what, what kind of person who come <laughs> beating drums and, and chanting don't speak English you know? <laughs> but uh, they finally understand they accept it and mean, they mean American peace activist people and then the, and in those days also he, you know like American people's action is so radical so strong and so also thoughtful you know and uh, especially uh, when the white train who, you know, which they carried uh, a missile, nuclear missile, warhead, and uh, the American peace activists want to stop it. Why is it called it. the white train? Did you say it's I think white, white train, because uh, I think the uh, um, surface of the train is uh, white, yeah. painted by white, uh, yeah. you know. So, and then the, one of the remarkable peace activists, uh, veteran, is uh, uh, Brian Wilson, lost his uh, legs. And you know, uh, after he lied down on the railway, so and then the, did the train try to stop? I probably, but you know, it's uh, maybe not, maybe not. I I don't think they tried to stop it. You know, so and then the Fuji um, Guruji, our you know the founder monk of Nippon Dhammyohoji Buddhist Order, got an invitation to come here, so. Through the Nippon Dhammyoho monk, young monk who practiced here, and then the Fujiguruji was so impressed to the American people's uh, uh, activity, and almost like a Bodhisattva, you know, and uh, as a Buddhist uh, ima- imagination, a Bodhisattva means like a, almost like a candidate to be a Buddha, and the closest, uh, you know, uh, presence of Buddha, and uh, and well, they always uh, prepare. Uh, they are ready to offer the life to the adults, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Fuji Guruji asked and also advocate to the Grand Zero people that uh, if you can do it, I want to build a peace pagoda here. How, how do you think about it, you know? And then the, they said yes. And then the, the monks and nuns was, you know, came. And the American people, Japanese people, and Buddhist people, Christian people worked together for building a pagoda here. But on the way, um, the temple was burned. And, uh, you know, 20 years later, this American government informed uh, the two Navy people put the fire. Yeah, and then the, the Buddha statue and the uh, cross of the Christian Christianity was burned, melted. Yeah. And then the, we moved to we moved the temple from here to Bembridge Island, yeah. and already passed uh, thirty more than thirty years passed now, and thirty three years almost, you know. So and then the, now that we we try to build it again. listening to the radioactive show we've just been hearing from senji 
a Buddhist monk of the Nipponzen Mahoji order, originally from Japan. Senju told the story of the building of a peace pagoda, the Bangor Navy base near Seattle in northwest United States. The pagoda was burnt down and 20 years later it was revealed that Navy personnel had lit the fire and yet there's been no justice or no compensation. However, resistance against the base is strong. Senji spoke of the white train protests, which culminated in a man, Brian Wilson, losing both his legs as he tried to stop the transport of nuclear materials. Actions against the base continue, and now 33 years later, they hope to rebuild the Peace Pagoda next to the base. Let's get back to Senji and to hear about Ground Zero, a peace organisation that continues to fight the base and attempt to rebuild the Peace Pagoda. There's always a Trident submarine here. There's, there's a base for the Trident submarine, world number one biggest base. But uh, this, also the name is Grand Zero, is an uh, organisation, you know, probably because of the core, one of the core of the American peace movement with a non-violence way, mm-hmm. taking the non-violence way. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the most uh, stable and... Uh, Continuous uh, peace organization in the northwest, Pacific Northwest of the United States. Mm. Yeah, you know, northern part of the West Coast, you know, in this country. Well, we have a uh, strong peace organization in, um, in California and several, but, you know, so, but here this uh, Grand Zero is the most. Yeah. Senji now describes some of the people and organizers who've been involved with Ground Zero the peace organisation situated right next to the Navy base. Cross over to him now, talking about an ex-submarine captain who then became actively involved with Ground Zero. The discussion took place at the Ground Zero Centre, which is right next to the Navy base and a firing range. You can actually hear the gunshots in the background as we talk. And then why he joined it, uh, this activity? Because uh, um, Cold War was finished. You know, and Soviet was collapsed, but still, you know, they never changed it. You know, and the American side, and also more than before, some part. You know, yeah, the like same at uh, caretaker here. She used to work in CIA. You know. Wow, it's really interesting. Yeah. people who've come. That's to that part is sometimes in America. that's so in, kind of interesting. You know. Yeah. yeah, but you know also the. Just a recent experience I want to share. And the, and the Martin Luther King Day peace walk, we finished here, and then the, that day there's uh, some like an elder person show up. Well, after I, I we got to here, maybe one hour after, and then he looks like a typical vet, you know, veteran, and looks like a Korean War vet, the age, you know, not vet, veteran war vet. And then that true, you know, exactly he was a Korean War vet, and then he said. Actually, the, I live um, 10 miles from here. And then, but uh, somehow I drove uh, near here when I drove, and I heard a sound of drumming. And I, oh, I remember that sound, <laughs> that drumming, and then the <laughs> Buddhist drum, and then, and then he, oh, something happened, okay, I should go. He came. And then he said, I'm already over 82, 3, maybe, he said. And then now, Inside my mind has changed. Now I understood you. Now I understand you. Yeah. 
this very important thing. I'm very happy to hear that, you know, that we always, the people who walk inside, the other side is not our enemy, of course. That's a concept, Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, a Christian, you know, everything, yeah. But uh, we can believe uh, their Buddha nature, you know, or past, um, human human heart, you know. Yeah, that's... And also, also we know once they change, much stronger than ordinary people, the military people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR in Melbourne. In this show, we're hearing from Kanaida Senji, who is speaking outside the Bangor Navy Base near Seattle on the northwest coast of the United States. He's just described some of the interesting people, including war veterans who've been involved with Ground Zero, the peace organisation situated next to the base. Now we hear Senji speak more broadly about modern Japanese politics and proposed changes to Article 9 of the Constitution, which previously prevented Japan from entering a war. Let's hear him consider the relationship between the United States and Japan post-World War II. Oh, and the Prime Minister Abe, you know, um, showed the uh, declare. Uh, now we have new law, and uh, Japanese uh, self-defense force, you know, uh, will be able to join. Actually, the war by America, not far east, everywhere in the world. Even you know, we we never had any uh, danger, but if America have some problem and America need help, we should go. Mm-hmm. But Australia already did yeah, that, yeah, right? So, yeah. so long time, and Dutch yeah. people, you know, many countries like that, you know. But the Article 9. Article 9, we can't do that. And then they just, you know, free yeah. translation, Article 9. Even they want to change Article 9, but before they change Article 9, they, they already did such a thing, you know. And Abe is the worst prime minister, second world. But, you know, we should not complain so much because we choose it. We mean, you know, that many people voted that the Conservative Party. Yeah. And when did Article did when did Article Nine come into place? Originally, I think it's America uh, occupied, uh, you know, mm. uh, GHQ, the, the general headquarters. Mm. Yeah. Uh, many peace peace constitution and also many constitution after Second World War. Is basically mm. one American, not politician, like a very smart bureaucrat made it. And his purpose is very, especially his purpose is uh, disarmament of Japanese military. Yeah. And the Japanese society. Japanese, uh, you know, nation of Japan, you know. And then that, but they changed it because of the Soviet Union. Yeah. And then America also uh, put, uh, created uh, GTI, the self-defense force also, you know, because of Soviet Union, uh, China. They're afraid and uh, in front of, uh, you know, of the socialist country, communist country in those days. 
I just uh, surprised some prime minister even belong to conservative party, and they don't. They really com- uh, refuse to strongly refuse to America. We can't send a uh, soldier to your war. And I never, I never recognized that. You know, they did. Yeah, the America strongly uh, push it. Yeah, 1970 or Gulf War. And and that's why the Gulf War time we spent uh, we paid to American uh, the war, uh, each one include from baby to elderly people, each each Japanese paid two hundred dollars to the uh, um, Gulf War the cost, yeah instead of um, military, yeah we already supported military for providing uh, you know oil and also many medical stuff you know. But not really. We should not go. To, we could not go to um, front line. Not like Australian or Dutch military or Korean military. Because of peace constitution, uh, we don't have any victim by the code of the war after Second World War until now. Yeah, that's a very very important thing. You know, although we are invader, we attack the neighboring country. You know. But Japanese people's sense after Second World War is not like an invader. Their sense is uh, we are the victim. Yeah, okay. But not victim, you know, completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just only a war criminal, you know. That all the people, many of them are war criminal. Ordinary citizens supported the war. Yeah. Senji ended by reflecting on perceptions within Japanese society of their status as victims or invaders in the Second World War and afterwards. While he speaks about those in Japan who are still alive and participated in World War II, he also told us at other times about the strong resistance, particularly from students and the writings that they left behind. We now go back to Senji, who is a monk from the Nipponzen Mahoji order, which is a strain of Buddhism, and hear his thoughts on the role of religion in peace movements in the United States and in Japan and how religion has been a feature since the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings, which we just reached the 70th anniversary of. Now, you know, uh, I'm, I am Japanese, and from my perspective, um, American peace movement is uh, based on the grassroots peop- you know, a movement, also very uh, religious people involved. It, that is different from Japanese, you know. Yeah. Is it so? It's less religious in Japan, do you think? Yeah, you know, um, uh, re- some religious people involved, uh, yeah. like uh, same as our small Buddhist order in Ponte Mehoji, and also mm. some Catholic, especially the Christian people in Japan. Mm. And Christian uh, population of Christian percentage of Christian people in Japan, they only under one percent, mm. and also young people. Not so much now, like the uh, same as ho- all over the world, especially developed country, you know, mm-hmm. same as Buddhist, you know, and that's Japanese Christian is kind of very serious, you know, so therefore uh, they have focused, uh, you know. Uh, uh, pro- yeah, Nagasaki was the Christian capital of Japan, the historically, mm-hmm. many reasons, you know. Wow. Yeah, it's a big, long history. I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't see it, it's a, just a moment, <laughs> yeah. you know. In Nagasaki, and very related. Also, the very ironically, um, hypocenter of Nagasaki bomb was the biggest Catholic church in the 
far east. Wow. Yeah. And then also the bombers, mm. pilot who bombed Nagasaki, he's also Catholic, mm. uh, Irish descendant from Boston. Yeah. And also on the Brest uh, airplane, the Enola Gay is the airplane to Hiroshima. The another one is Nagasaki, I don't remember. The name of the bomb is Fatman. Yeah. And also name of the bomb in Hiroshima is a little boy. Mm. But uh, the both of them, uh, the pi- uh, pilot and the plane, are blessed by the Catholic priest also. Mm. Yeah. Really? The, his name is George Zabelka. Same person blessed both planes. Yeah, oh. same person. And then the, he had opportunity to visit Hiroshima and Nagasaki after Second World War. Not really... Uh, later, mm. after bomb, bombing and of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and he was very, very shocked mm. to see uh, the nothing on the field, nothing in the town, city, you know. So, and then that um, experience changed his mind, changed his life. So, and then the, he also very, very would like to express his repentance and also confess, you know. Mm. So, and therefore, and after that, he started uh, organizing a peace movement by himself. And then also personally, also, he died every year before he died, until he died, uh, 40, 40 days uh, fasting before Hiroshima and Nagasaki Day. And also, he's, one of the, his activity, remarkable activities, uh, uh, you know, first uh, atomic bomb testing on the Earth is a Trinity site in New Mexico before Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you know. So, and then that site is uh, in the little bit, southern, little bit southern part of New Mexico. I also visited there, and, and, uh, and George Dabelka and, and uh, started to organize uh, the name of the peace camp, and uh, I think a rosary camp. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and have just heard Senji Kaneda reflect on the sometimes perverse, sometimes hopeful role that religious beliefs played in the bombings of Nagasaki and Hiroshima and peace movements since then. We asked Senji about current protest movements in Japan and the US against nuclear power and nuclear weapons alike. He'll leave us on a hopeful note from some wise peace advocates of both countries. But in Japan, a lot of people have been protesting since Fukushima. And yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's uh, still have a, we have a possibility, you know. Mm. And one of the Buddhist nuns, uh, not our older, you know, over 90 years old, she's very powerful, you know. Um, and the many young people ask her, you know. Um, Sometimes, you know, young people who join that movement, but they sometimes very disappointed, you know, because uh, this is looks like a nonsense, n- no effect. And how do you feel? Uh, and uh, the young young girl, young people asked uh, uh, el- elder nun. She said, uh, "Don't give up, you know. Everything is from just step by step, you know. Yeah. Like like the same as um, when I met Pete Seeger." You know, the 2003, we worked with Pete Seeger in uh, New York State. So, and then the, in those days, he was 82, 3 years old, but he could walk with us 10 miles. Wow. Yeah, Hudson River Valley. And then after, you know, 
finished the walk, we had a potluck dinner and singing together. Yeah. And uh, and then some walker asked him, uh, do you have any comment or uh, any word to us? He said, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> that's very powerful. You know? so, We shall overcome, we shall overcome someday. Oh, deep in my heart, I was, of course, Pete Seeger and We Shall Overcome. You have been hearing The Radioactive Show, produced in studios of 3CR Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. This show has featured discussions with Kanaida Senji, a Nipponzen Mahoji monk originally from Japan, who we visited at the Peace Pagoda near the Bangor Navy Base uh, near Seattle in northwest United States. They hope to begin building a new Peace Pagoda uh, at a closer proximity right next to the base next year, after the previous pagoda was burnt down 33 years ago. To find out more about resistance at the base, visit the Ground Zero website at www.gzcenter.org. The music you've heard in today's show was Pete Seeger and also the chants and drumming of Nipponza Mahoji monks on the movement towards a nuclear-free future a piecework undertaken from Tennessee to New York earlier this year. This week's show has been brought to you by Crunch. You can podcast the show on the 3CR website, www.3thenumbercr.org.au. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.
genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing white fellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? Coming at you on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is a bad deal, but muckety is absolutely not a done deal. You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchist Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero. Global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together. Worker stories and union news. Grassroots Voice is broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network. Get a healthy dose of anti-nuclear, peace and sustainability issues on The Radioactive Show. 10am Saturdays on 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial.